air soon. Love Talk Radio. All right, good evening. My name is Ryan Miner. You're listening to a special episode. I'm here with my good buddy, Henry House. Uh, we are in an undisclosed location, right, Henry? In Hagerstown. In Hagerstown. Uh, I was telling Henry before, uh, <laughs> when I drive up into Hagerstown, I, I have to go to the mattresses. I have to go off the, the grid because uh, people are, you know, they want my head. But well, why why would they want that? I thought you switched cars at the uh, Boonesboro uh, parking go there. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I know what goes on there. <laughs> no. Uh, experience? N- no, no, no. I'm a... I've I have uh, turned my life into something better. Okay, okay. You know that. Um, so tonight we are doing a. I asked Henry to join me because um, we were both former Washington County Board of Education candidates. Um, we both came up short. Um, it happens. We we gave it a good go. Um, we we ran not together, but we um, we certainly backed each other and supported each other in the 2014 primary. Um, knowing that we both believed in the same ideals and had the same um, principles, ideas about how we think education should be run in Washington County. And we had a lot of fun campaigning, except when that damn dog attacked me down in South County. Well, you provoked it. Did I? Yeah, you provoked it. You stepped uh, on the property. Yeah, I know. And he saw him. I was wearing shorts, and he ripped my shorts. And well, you need to learn to run faster. Uh, yeah, well, I did, and, and, and uh, somebody's calling in. Who's calling Somebody's actually calling in already. Well, you know, fantastic. I don't know who's calling in, but I'm going to have to hook up this mic because I'm not wearing the mic right now. So I don't know who's calling in. I have an idea who this might be. You want to, If you want to connect in, Henry. You can repeat. All right. <laughs> yeah, I can repeat. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we have a 240 call. Who's calling in? Hello? Well, that would be Mr. Ken Buckler. How are you tonight, can... sir? Ken Buckler, he's calling in tonight. Ken Buckler, just off the fresh off the flip side. Fresh off the flip side, Ken Buck. Yes, sir. Uh, I actually right. got home from filming. What we're going to get to tonight is the main topic is that we are doing a special tribute to honor um, Dr. Clayton Wilcox. And the reason why we're honoring him is because he is, we learned yesterday, to the shock and chagrin and dismay of uh, many of many folks, that he's going to be heading out to down south here soon, to Charlotte, and... Uh, I suppose that's why you're calling in, and I hope you'll be part of the show, Ken. Yes, sir. Uh, unfortunately, I can't stay for the whole show. Um, I just dialed in for a little bit. But, uh, no, I actually did a tribute to Dr. Wilcox tonight on the flip side as well, and uh, he will sorely be missed. He will. He will. He is definitely somebody who I know that has really inspired Henry and I and and you too. You we've had an opportunity to talk a lot about Dr. Wilcox's tenure, and he's been with Washington County Public Schools for the last five and a half years. He was hired in 2011 by a fundamentally different board at the time. Um, and and look, this him leaving and him deciding to leave is is it can it could not have been an easy decision because I've had an opportunity to talk with Dr. Wilcox, and having been a member of this community for five years. He he got to know a lot of people, and he, yeah, as the head of the school system, the largest um, employer, employer the, uh, and uh, the largest um, – I think it provides the most jobs as well. Um, well, that would be the largest employer. Yeah. Uh, um, but the, you know, the one thing to, to – Dr. Wilcox was more than just uh, the Washington County School Superintendent. He became part of the community over the last 
five and a half years. You, you know, the challenge that we are facing now is how are we going to look to replace them? I mean, Dr. Wilcox and his contributions were, were fantastic. He had some vision. He had a board that supported him in the vision. Uh, at some points, 7 to 7-0, and some points it was – no, four to three, but uh, we, we need to look forward to where we're going. Yeah. Ken, um, when did you first <laughs> – I don't want to talk tonight like he has <laughs> he is deceased. That you know, I, I, I hate doing that, and it, it sort of sounds like I am not trying to do that, but it is a, a monumental loss to the community. And I say that, yeah. and, and I mean that truly because he is he, – he vi- he's a visionary. He is somebody who is – um, incredibly talented at leading a, a massive organization. Um, and I don't live in the community any longer, but I, I have to tell you, when I first decided to run for the Board of Education, it was Clayton Wilcox who reached out to me. And, of course, he, he was fair. And yeah. and I sat down with him, and I said, this guy is a rock star. I, we listen, I listened to his vision. Yeah. I listened to where he wanted to take the school system. And I shared his sentiments. And if that, I remember the question on stage when I was uh, in the general election, uh, when I was at the uh, Chamber of Commerce Forum on October 14, 2014, at um, the uh, Hager Hall. And they said, you know, would you vote to renew Dr. Wilcox's contract? And what grade would you give? And I would, I would give him an A, plus because I think that his strategic goals have been filled. He, uh, he is someone who is an innovative and intuitive with technology. Um, he believes in um, the evolving public school system that it's not going to be the traditional brick and mortar anymore. And he has um, he's really dedicated himself to uh, to plenty of initiatives. And we'll get to th- we'll, we'll talk about his accomplishments and they're they're far reaching. But Ken, when you first learned about this, what were your thoughts? What did you think? And about his decision to to move to Charlotte, you know, I, I completely understand it. Um, for one, you know, it's a lot warmer there, and you know, it's it's thirty four degrees out right now. Okay, I don't blame him for moving to Charlotte just just for the weather sake. But right. <laughs> uh, but you know, I am you know you know you talked about you know uh, Mr. Wilk or Dr. I'm sorry Dr. Wilcox's uh, accomplishments. And, you know, something that, that really stands out to me, besides all of his accomplishments, is his availability to people, okay? Uh, when I expressed my concerns about the Board of Education's plans for social media monitoring, Dr. Wilcox, he immediately replied back to me. Uh, he actually, you know, chatted with me every email for a little bit, and he actually invited me out to the Board of Education for a private demo of the system that did the social media monitoring, and he said, basically, you know, we can sit down with it, we can go over as as long as you want, and we can uh, take a look at it and alleviate all your concerns. And he was there for that meeting, uh, and, you know, he sat down with me on that and said that any parent that was concerned about it, he'd do the same for them. So just his caring and his availability to people is tremendously phenomenal and i really hope that whoever we find to replace them i hope they have they have that same view i hope they will make themselves available to to the community like that because well that sort of attitude for someone in a high leadership position like that is very rare and very hard to find 
And Henry House, um, we learned yesterday in the afternoon about it was around four o'clock, yeah, ish, that it broke. And I, I always follow C.J. Loveless, his Twitter feed. Uh, C.J. is a fantastic reporter from the Herald Mail newspaper and local newspaper in Hagerstown. And we found out that Dr. Clayton Wilcox will be uh, has accepted the position of the Charlotte Mecklenburg board. Uh, well, he's going to be going to the Charlotte Mecklenburg. Uh, school system, which I think has about 147,000 students, and it's it's much akin to where I live in Montgomery County. It's well, the, I think it's like the 18th largest school system. 18th largest school system, and on top of that, he has 17, 18,000 employees, which is almost a census of the amount of students we have here in Washington County. Yeah. But a large school system is not unfamiliar to Dr. Wilcox because no. he managed uh, Pinellas County in the same role uh, before he took the job at Scholastic, and then ended up here in Marston County. And he's a young man too. He's sixty-one, and mm-hmm. he has a he has a bright future. Uh, before he came to Washington County, uh, he was in I believe in Pinellas County. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, he was in Scholastic. He was at Scholastic as a VP, I believe, doing doing big things there. And um, he had to take a pay cut. I mean, that had to have been a significant. I'm just surmising that it had to be, coming from the private sector of education, where there is with his talent skill. Well, there I, has to be serious money to be made. I, I think he had uh, a desire to see the impact of his programs on the hearts and minds of, of students, and that's what led him back to being in public education instead of in a private field. Well, and he saw an opportunity in Washington County, and he took it. I I just I remember talking to the board members who hired him, and it was it was a different board at that time. So Washington County, if you're listening, has a seven member board, and they're all elected. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I believe it was, he was hired in March of 2011. And Wayne Reidenauer, who serves on the current board, he was president of the board at that time. Yes. Uh, Jackie Fisher and Karen Harsman, who are also who are on the present uh, board, uh, also were on the board back at that time. As well as uh, Donna Brightman, the former president of the Board of Education, Justin Harding, and I, I believe Ed Forrest was there too. Uh, yeah. Ed he, Forrest and Paul Bailey? Yes, Ed Forrest and Paul Bailey. So – I mean, that was a rock star board, yeah. I- except for Harshman. But we, you know, we, we have to look at what we're faced with now. Uh, our loss is Charlotte's game because, yeah. uh, you know, Dr. Wilcox, he will do tremendous things down there. Um, it, it, it's, I, I know that, and I hope that their board of education is listening. I've reached out to them. This guy, you're getting, you are getting the LeBron James as. Wayne Ridenour has said, and, and, and that is the analogy. I mean, LeBron James is the best in his, his trade and his field. Dr. Wilcox is the best in his trade and field. I mean, I, I wish during last year when they were recruiting a superintendent candidate for Montgomery County Public Schools, I had begged Clayton. I said, apply for this job and come down and be the superintendent of Montgomery County. I would have loved that. Uh, but but it, I, let's lay the – uh, situation that Clayton walked into when he came to Washington County. Yeah. Ken, you start with us, right? Absolutely. Oh, there okay. he is. Okay. Very good. Um, when Clayton came to Washington County, he was succeeding a national superintendent of the year. Oh, yeah. Betty Dr. Morgan. Betty Morgan. So he had large shoes to fill. And, you know, is there everything smooth in a transition? No, but the, uh, Clayton meet and exceeded those goals. I mean, Betty did a, a great job for our uh, board system, our our students, and uh, Clayton built upon that. So, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, kudos that can be 
uh, tossed his way in accolades. Now it's the now it's the challenge of the current board. And one of my beasts with the current board is how many on the current board have done an employee search or gone through an HR situation. Well, I can tell you, uh, <laughs> Karen Harshman, who's likely to be out of a job soon, um, d- depending on what the state board of education or the administrative judge decides. And it's ultimately routed back to the State Board of Education right. to make the final decision. If, and if you don't know, what we're referring to is that Karen Harshman monumentally um, screwed up in lying about the school systems, having sexual predators and working in the system, uh, and she refused to provide those names to Clayton Wilcox at, at the conclusion of a Board of Education meeting. But you- – you know, this isn't a bash Karen Harshman. No, we're not going to do that. And, We've already done that. And, and to be fair, the only thing that she would have had to have done back in that situation was admit that she had made a mistake and ask for a a, a public flogging and move forward. But on, yeah, you know, on the job search and recruitment, the the big challenge we have is how many people who are on the current board have had employees report to them. So it would have been, let's see. Stan Stauffer, our, the school board's newly elected vice president, has been a, a teacher, a bad one at that one, because I can attest to that. Uh, he's, well, he's been a teacher, an administrator. Um, I can't speak to his abilities or, or whatnot. Terrible. But the majority of the individuals that we have are products of the Washington County school system, and that's not a negative thing. Right. Well, and you look at the current board dynamic, so you have Jackie Fisher, who has been through this process. Correct. Mike Gasford, ethically encumbered Mike Gasford, has never been through this process. Now he but, has, but he has been a private business sure. owner, and he's had to hire dishwashers in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad to see you're still there, Ken. Ken's still there. He had to comment on the uh, that 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 little bit there. Um, who else? So uh, Wayne Ridenour. Wayne Ridenour has been part of this process. Yes. Um, so we're we can entrust that Wayne will know what to do. Um, that uh, we can entrust that um, that Jackie will know what to do. And Peter Bickford has been in the community for a long time. He's gotten to know a lot of people through um, his what's, what's Next career as well as his broadcast journalism career. And I, I do think – I do trust Peter Bickford to be a independent voice. I'm hoping that he is not co-opted by any faction of the board and becomes the independent voice that he pledged to be, and I think he will be that. Now, but remember what I said earlier. Wayne Ridenour was the president during the time when we had yeah, the sure. Dr. Wilcox search. So he – essentially spearheaded that search. Uh, he did use the assistance of MABE, uh, which is a state uh, association board of education, and they provided lists, and he helped glean down and select candidates to bring them for interviews. So he has that experience. What the challenge that I think our current board has is are they willing to reach out and utilize that experience of past members of the board, uh, someone who, such as Wayne, who's gone through that, Will the new president, Melissa Williams, be willing to reach out to him and utilize his experience in the search? There's so much There's so much to it, and uh, Ken Buckler, you are a security expert uh, in Internet technology. Dr. Wilcox has added tremendously to Washington County's um, – would you – I think to its um, yeah. IT infrastructure. He has, he has accomplished a great deal with his administration yeah. – um, to fundamentally overhaul the technology system in our county. Wouldn't you agree? 
Well, you know, as, as a technology professional, my only real criticism of, of Dr. Wilcox is that he picked Apple over Android. Um, so, <laughs> well, you know, that, but that, that's I, I, I tried to lobby you, Ken. I think it's a great thing that he chose Apple instead of Android. Yeah, you're sitting on the yeah, Apple ring. Know, I, I am absolutely thrilled at how we have a iPad in almost every student in the county now. You know, yeah, that's third great. grade through 12. And, you know, this really helps them prepare for the future because they are going to have to do a lot of work in the future on technology. And the fact of the matter is we need to prepare them for that now. Well, Ken, let me ask you a question. Um, where do you think that this technology initiative that Dr. Wilcox spearheaded and we have the, the hardware in place, where do you think that's going with uh, the current leadership that we have at the Board of Education? And where would you think the qualities of a future superintendent uh, should focus on? Well, okay, so to address the first uh, question, as far as where is that going to go, I, I can't speak to where it's actually going to go because I think we have a little bit too many unknowns now on the board. But I can tell you where I hope it goes, and that's that I really hope that it continues and it expands. Uh, you know, this, you know, right now it's it's iPad. Now, wouldn't it be absolutely great if we could actually have, you know, an actual computer system for? every student, or it's not necessarily even every student, but enough that you can have a significant number of classes actually in a computer lab. Um, you know, of course, I'm just dreaming there. I know that's probably not going to be a reality for many years to come because of funding issues. But at the same time, you know, what am I hoping for in a new uh, superintendent? Well, I really hope that we can find someone who is going to look at our technology objectively as well as, at the same time, you know, make sure that they consider the financial aspects because technology is, it is absolutely uh, expensive, and we need to make sure that we stay within our budgets, so that we don't take out a tremendous amount of debt to take on new technologies too early. Well, you know, you mentioned one thing, and you're talking about finances. Um, you know, during this last campaign you know, issues were brought up about the, you know, conditions of the schools and the, that the investments that we need to make within the, the infrastructure of the physical properties of Washington County Public Schools. Uh, and we're also looking at potentially developing, uh, extending the campus in downtown Hagerstown as a resource instead of investing and building a $30 million school project as a resource that you can do it for less cost in the downtown, and especially niche schools. But the other challenge we have beyond that is the some of the delayed things which are not um, physical improvements upon the infrastructure, but deferred expenses on pensions and other items that uh, the the new superintendent is going to face because eventually we've pushed we've kicked the can down the road a little bit to accomplish some of these goals. Now we now you know we're going to have someone coming due with a with a bill. Um, how do you think the new superintendent's going to view that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's, that's yeah, a definitely good question. Um, I well, don't know if I have an answer. I, yeah, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of 
unknowns at this time. Um, but I, I just I was thinking about all the things that the the accomplishments are overwhelming, and I made a brief list, uh, a checklist off the the top of my head uh, today. And I mean, here are some of the things that the Wilcox administration has been respo- responsible for. So you have the new and replacement schools in Ro- Ruth Ann Monroe Primary School and the Jonathan Hager Elementary School, and we closed the doors on the Conica Jig School as well as Winter Street. And I mean, that would have been we, – we basically took them off the, uh, the, the dime of the taxpayer, um, but, and we created a, a brand-new school that was much needed. Right. Conica Jig was so far out of date. They were having water problems, I believe. Well, the, well there was an issue, and then you had – you know, on Winter Street, it was a lot of cobbling together and then external classroom there, which made it a challenge for the teaching environment. Well, so it was a completely it was, outdated school. It, it, it's a it's a game for the community. And to be fair, uh, I believe uh, Ruth Ann Monroe was hmm. probably something that was started underneath. Yeah. Um, under under Betty Morgan. Uh, under Betty. Yeah. But uh, you know, credit really can go to Clayton on regards to the new Heger Elementary. Sure. And, you know, it's going to save us money. Not, you know, initially we're, we're probably already saving money. It's a cost of doing business, but having a better uh, facility to teach students is, is a plus. Unfortunately, it does mean a little more transportation for some of the students that went to Winter Street, but uh, you know, that's a small trade off to having a better environment for them to learn. Yeah. And when, when Henry and I ran for the board of education, we, we promise to run on a fiscally responsible platform, and that means that we owe it to the taxpayers of Washington County to make prudent financial decisions that that offer the best bang for their buck and provide the best possible education services within the constraint of a $300 million operating budget, um, half of which um, comes from maintenance of effort from the county, and the other half, of course, comes from the state. Um, and one thing that Dr. Wilcox and his administration and the board members um, most board members seem to understand is the concept of public-private partnerships, and they did so um, with the North High Stadium, uh, the public-private partnership with the Williamsport Team Room uh, at, at the high school, mm-hmm. and the Boonesboro and Clear Springs Scoreboard. They there are just three small examples of projects that involve the community, and we 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 had the money to do that, and we did it with a fiscally responsible uh, with I'm sorry with fiscal responsibility in mind um, and I just want to mention one thing that not only are we losing dr. Wilcox but uh, this is emotional for me to talk about because I look at the school system it Henry's kids grew up in the school system yes, I grew up in the school system Henry and I both went to Washington County Public Schools and we both went to Lincoln Sh- yeah and you as well Ken yeah. and we are all products of that, uh, for for better or worse, maybe. Uh, but uh, and I say, and I mean that sincerely, for the better. I, I had a great education experience. Depends um, on how you talk to. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that losing not only Clayton Wilcox now as a result of the election, but Donna Brightman and Justin Hardings, that they were two key players in the system. Who Justin Hardings is an, is a, just a brilliant mind as well as Donna Brightman, who dedicated nine and a half years of her life to Washington County Public Schools. Well, you know, the advantages that both Justin and Donna brought into the scenario um, is they have a business background. They are able to look at 
finances and make intelligent decisions. They're, they were informed, and if they right. didn't know what they were looking for, they, they researched it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, hey, I hate to cut you short here uh, real quick. Uh, I just wanted to go, let you gentlemen know I'm actually going to have to uh, get off of here for the night. But you gentlemen have a great evening. Uh, Dr. Wilcox, I wish you the best of luck, sir. And it has been a blast talking with you gentlemen tonight. Y'all have oh, a safe thanks. night. And, Ken, and thanks I'll for talk calling to you all later. All right. Okay, have, thanks, all right. have a great night. All right. Um, so, you know, as Henry and I were saying, that as we unstrap our microphones, because it is a pain in the butt, uh, and you're feel free to call into the show. Um, I could. We have a, a fancy little studio, and with Blog Talk Radio, we can patch you in any time. Our call-in number is area code six four six seven one six five nine seven one. You can dial in and be part of this special tribute to Dr. Clayton Wilcox. But as I was saying, Henry, where I was going with losing Donna Brightman, especially at the state level, she was she was slated to be the Maid president. She was, and you know that's a little startling. Um, and Wilcox was so influential downstate. In fact, he was beloved by – I mean he set the mold for other superintendents to follow in Washington County's footsteps on some of these projects. Well, let's think about what legacy that Clayton's going to leave. We have projects that are in the midst that the state have already endorsed. Yeah. If we all of a sudden decide to pull the reins back or pull the plug completely on these projects – it's going to really give a black eye to Washington County Public Schools, uh, to Governor Hogan, to our legislators locally, and to the State Board of Education that we're just not committed to education. Education, And the way that it's evolving, with Clayton, there was such a vision there, and you could see it exercised through the alternative financing plan. Correct. Remember when they put forth a plan – that was immediately shot down as, oh, we're borrowing money that we don't have, except they failed to understand what the alternative finance plan actually meant. And Andy Serafini, our state se- state senator in this district, he got it. He got it. He right. understood it, and he, and he presented it to the school system, and several of the board members, or at least a majority at the time, got it, like Justin Correct. Hardings, Donna Brightman, Wayne Ridenauer, and exactly. Jackie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And not, not for nothing, I mean, they did – lay out the pros and cons, but that's when the mess happened with when Spong was Woody Spong was hoisted into the position by the Republican Central Committee. You could you could make a case that Woody Spong really went out of his way to target Clayton Wilcox in a way that was not just disagreeing on policy, but almost malicious. Well, I mean, I don't know Woody Spong if I fell over him. Well, I don't either. And so, you know, the the decisions that he made, he was a former administrator within the school system. Right. So I'm not sure if it was through his conversation with people who are involved in the teachers' union and and other things. That's fair. Uh, You know, he may have had some influence and some prejudice heading into that that gave him a different insight than us. Um, from us, we, it, Ryan, I think both you and I, we looked at it from a business perspective. I did. And that it was a wise investment, though it cost a little bit of money up front. Over the long term, the payback on that was more than what the upfront investment was. And if people who are listening, if they're unfamiliar or have uh, lost track of what we're referring to, to the alternative finance plan, uh, Henry, basically what it was is where there's a downtown project, um, the Academic Hub project. And it's a it's a specialized school for um, that the school system is working to develop, 
So in order to delay or at least defer – or I would say delay cost for building a, a, a school, a high school that would cost – and I've heard ballpark figures, but we'll just say the $80 million figure. But people don't realize that's – and I'm sure you do. For taxpayers, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And you know, the $80 million is not directly out of Washington County's coffers. Oh, no. Okay, no, no. but it's from everyone spread across the state. And it's also with federal financing. But the bottom line is it's still 80 million taxpayer dollars. This project that was proposed, and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're probably we were looking somewhere 20 to 30 million, depending on how much in total infrastructure costs, depending on how much we we actually decided to do. Well, and the point is, is that there was a lot of pushback from certain board members who did not understand the financing plan, and it was also being orchestrated the the pushback was orchestrated by several factions within a community who seems to be moving in a regressive direction who believe that we we didn't have the money to spend on it so we should not put it into this project and i mean the union came out against this project um some of the uh fiscally i guess well the the odd paradox is that <laughs> you would have the union which is traditionally extremely liberal in sure. their mindset. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people who, you know, my politics align very closely to, which is, you know, ultra-conservative Republicans. Okay. Um, who, from that mindset, says, listen, we, we, don't, we shouldn't be spending this money. Right. The, the difference is, is that we've already spent that money. That money has been contributed and used in other parts of the state to build schools and projects in other parts of the state for education. Right. So what we were asking to do is not give us our share of the pie, we were just asking that we wanted to improve our system and make it more viable for our students to learn. One of the most tangible accomplishments that I can think of during Dr. Wilcox's tenure as superintendent of Washington County Public Schools is the per- is the acquisition and purchase of the CES building. I mean, well, what what a brilliant you know, we were okay. The down we had on the table the downtown. Right. And I would have now I I supported in theory putting the Board of Education building in downtown because I like to see the rejuvenation of downtown. But I don't know if board employees were as behind it as a community. <laughs> no, certain no. members of the community. But the deal that they got with the the building on Downsville Pike was incredible. It was, and it actually was far less than what a renovation would have cost in buildings in downtown. Uh, I mean, and had I been a board member at the time, and if you had been a board member. I would have overwhelmingly supported the, the CES building on Downsville Pike. Think about the land that they have. Mm-hmm. Think about the three floors that they have maximum use for. Uh, that is a tremendous asset to the school system, and what they have done with the building itself, uh, they have kept the building uh, in line with costs. Right. It's, it's at budget. And the amount of space that they have is incredible. And think about where the school the old building was. Have you ever been in that place? I, I, I was in the maze. Yeah, in the okay. maze. That place was a mess. Now, the, the one thing that I will miss, and it still exists, is the planetarium. I wish they could move the planetarium to – Well, you, you may see that when, if money ever loosens up a little bit. But one thing, and this is a shout-out to uh, Clayton Wilcox. Uh, I hope in your new contract that you have a helipad beside your office because the CES building actually has a helipad there. That the, uh, Does it really? Yes. Where? It's right outside of the office building. They, it's registered with the uh, – A helipad that is re- right outside. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's on the other side of the trees to the office building. Is that how Karen Harshman comes in? Uh, no, that's generally by a crane. 
Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, you know, thinking about the CES building, we've been in there many other times. Um, it's it, it's a it's a phenomenal building. We've had an opportunity to participate in a board forum there. Yeah. That was, uh, I believe, hosted at the time by the Herald Mail. Uh, it was hosted by the Herald Mail, but yeah. we got to be in there before it was actually a functional building. Yes, we did. Oh, we we took a tour. Yeah, we, we Dr. Wilcox gave us a tour. He gave there. us a personal tour. I remember that. I'm I'm glad you uh, brought that up. That's a nice memory. Uh, when we were consi- you know, when we were in the process of first running, they we they were transitioning into the Center for Education Services building uh, in I think March of 2014. Right, and this was uh, probably late February that we took a tour through the building. Yeah, it hadn't. They they were getting services online, and we we had a, a you know basement to top floor tour of the yeah. building. Um, so it was a really experience, and I've had the benefit of being in there multiple times <laughs> afterwards. And it was it, incredible. It, 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 I was shy. I was. I just walked through it, and Clayton was explaining all the functions of the building, and I was just blown away. I said, "I can't believe you got this building for the amount of money that you did." It was. It was just. It was well, wild. You, you simply couldn't build a building like that today, right? And even right. with the the upgrades that they did to bring it up to modern standards. Because I had sat idle for probably 10, 12 years. Yeah. Uh, but even during his tenure, he they also renovated the 820 Commonwealth. Yes, he did. Uh, so that was, that was a bit of an upgrade. I mean, coming from 820 Commonwealth to the Downsville Pike, I mean, come on. That that was like moving from, um, let's see, where I grew up on Dunnerven Drive to Oak Hill. I mean <laughs> – I, I mean, it, it was a, a significant upgrade. There's rooms. There's conference spaces. None of that really existed uh, in a comfortable fashion. I remember I, I used I met with a, a couple people from before. Yeah. And uh, you know, on uh, sports contracts, and we we were led through a maze to go back, and we sat in his office, and literally he could stand up and reach across his office, and both hands could touch the side walls. That's how narrow his office was. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a, it was a big upgrade. Now I go in there and his office is bigger than what mine is. You know, well, he, his, his office is, uh, is a very nice place. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like being called to the principal's office. Well, I've never actually, I, I don't recall I've ever was actually in Clayton's office except maybe on the tour. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the individual that I deal with on, on sports issues yeah. in Washington County, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that his office is, uh, yeah. you know, proper for a man of his position within the uh, organization. Well, definitely. Um, and speaking of the organization, um, a major component of the organization is teachers. And uh, Clayton had a, a very unique relationship with the Teachers Association in Washington County. Um, and, I'm, and I say the word unique in that, that it wasn't um, – I would say it was 90 percent positive, and the other 10 percent, it was the typical banter between – Teachers Association slash unions, um, and it was a uh, you know it was a bit I of a compromise. Yeah, I think so too. And but one thing about Clayton is is that he was always very respectful of the union, and he heard their concerns, and he listened carefully, and he never he Clayton never made rash decisions. Um, and look, you can you can tell in twelve they had twelve steps in twelve years plus the eighteen point five percent increase. Plus the top of scale increases in excess of twelve thousand dollars for teachers. Um, that's that's incredible. Not only that, um, Clayton has worked in the schools. He's been a very hands-on superintendent. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? You know, we had uh, 
I can think of a superintendent like uh, Montgomery County's Josh Starr, who was a brilliant guy in his own respect, a visionary. This guy has is going to go big places. In fact, I could see Josh Starr, former superintendent of Montgomery County, becoming a secretary of education and down the line in a perhaps in a Democratic administration. But you know, somebody like Clayton versus Josh Starr, who was not who was a bit of aloof, and right. Clayton was very hands on. He was in the schools. He was talking to principals. He was talking to teachers, and he heard their concerns. He was at every single school in Washington County, made it a point to get to every single school every year. Well, you know, if you just look at his Facebook feed, you know, in the last several weeks, how frequently he was out at not just regular school hour activities, but after school hour activities. I know for a fact that he was down at Boonesboro a couple of times uh, catching soccer games going on. Um, then also, uh, the person I spoke to today, I, she wasn't aware that uh, Dr. Wilcox resigned. And she says, oh, no, he spoke at my graduation. Well, he hasn't resigned. Well, he is resigning. Resigning, yes. But he is still the – Until the, March. I, yeah, yeah. And another important fact is that when – you know, he's moved around the country. He's been in Baton Rouge. He's been in Pinellas County. I would, I would take Pinellas County over the, the cold weather up here. Yeah. And um, doing research on his past positions. And now I've talked to – Pinellas County Board of Edu- Board of Education member, we had a long conversation, and every conversation ends with this is the brightest guy in the room who has the best ideas, and and his leadership style, his managerial style, is different. Every every superintendent is different, but Clayton is not only is he hands on, but he entrusts his staff, who really are the backbone of the school system, his administrative staff. Um, I would name a few, but I'm not going to because I couldn't do it justice because I would forget somebody. Right. Um, but the people that back him up and support him every day include, you know, his his direct staff, the uh, and as well as the administrators and the teachers. They make the school system one. But from what I heard from other board of education members, is that when he had a vision, he would make it happen. He would put things into effect. And if he had an idea, he would present it and present all the facts, talk about the pluses and minuses. And that's what I saw in him when he was um, – when as the leader of Washington County Public Schools. But he was a great salesman. If you sat of in front of him and you say, you know, I don't really see this, he would take time to break it down and then into a step that you can actually process. And now with some of our board members, it requires far more steps than with other board members. Um, but he would take the time and effort to explain how it would be broken down and convince you that this is the right way to go. Right, right. Um, there's there's so much to name, but uh, you know, if I'll take this brief soliloquy for a, a moment, and um, you know, I I'm, I'm not a particularly emotional person. I I, I have my moments, but um, this is a it's a big loss for this community. And I like I, I keep talking like Clayton has passed on. And I, I, I don't want to do that. And that's not my intentions here. And I you know, I know that it, it we are definitely giving him some glowing praise, but he deserves it. And the reason why I'm so inspired by him is because he um he told me, you know, when I was first running basically to do this for the right reasons. And we had several conversations and I was always accused of being in the superintendent's back pocket, which is never the case. It was more so I had uh, such a 
um, a respect for him and what he has done for public education. I'm a product of public education, um, you know, through K through 12, and I saw what he was hoping to do in this school system. And I think that there was probably still some um, unaccomplished goals. But let me just say this, that um, Clayton never judged me. And there was some things to judge. Um, he never took a, a tough stance when I was running. And just every time I talked to him, he made me feel welcome. Every time I saw him out in the community, he always come up and talk to me and you and Kim. Right. And this is a guy who is, like you said, not only a, a salesman, but we say that in a, in a positive sense. Yeah, that's a good good thing to say. But he's a dad, he's a husband, um, and he's someone that made Washington County uh, his home. Not just a temporary place to live, like a lot of these superintendents will do, understanding that at, in, at the drop of a dime that their contract could end or that they would have to move somewhere else if they got another opportunity. But he ingratiated himself within this community – a, a place that you and I both grew up in. Well, you know, one of my little stories about Clayton is my wife and I were out at Lowe's. Yeah. And, you know, we're picking up some lawn and garden stuff. We're out there and pushing the cart around. Clayton sees us and he turns towards us. Now, he's out wearing a pair of shorts. He, <laughs> he, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm working on my patio. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a very down-to-earth guy that I, I, I don't think uh, a lot of people – you know, realize that, you know, he's just you and I, except that, you know, he's a superintendent of schools. Yeah. Uh, he had a passion about education and, you know, we're not, you know, burying Clayton today. We're, we're, we're praising him. <laughs> no, we are. We're, we're acclaiming him and giving him the, the, the accolades that he clearly deserves. And, and look with, with being a superintendent of a public school system. And when you are paid by taxpayer money, there's always politics, right? And, mm-hmm. And you have significant pushback, and I wanted to get into that. People have asked, well, why is Clayton leaving? And I think you can do the math. Uh, you can put two and two together to understand that, no doubt, this was not an easy decision. In fact, I know that he wanted to stay. Well, had, had the outcome of the election – and this is what I believe in my heart of hearts – had the outcome of the election, Henry, been a different outcome, Clayton Wilcox would have probably – Stuck it out, and, and we we've seen this post, and we've heard this, you know, a number of times. Before. Elections have consequences, and you know, during the election cycle, I I didn't openly campaign or support one individual or another individual out of respect for him, uh, because we have to work together somewhere down the road. I hope. Uh, but the real issue is, election has consequences, and when people ask me, and I said, well, you know, you you have to make a vote where you feel is right, but at the same point. Do you think the direction of the Washington County school system is going where you want it? And if they say yes, I said, well, then, you know, you have a lot of members there. You see how the votes are going. I would try to encourage you to support the people who are voting in favor of Dr. Wilcox's position. And if you don't think we're going in the right direction, then, you know, you have that decision to make. And, you know, I don't know if there was enough push in that regard, Um, you know. This is a community that is very difficult to understand if you're not from here. And, you know, there's a great column, and I I wrote this yesterday too on my Facebook, that people may not truly appreciate him until he's gone. And and we had two world-class superintendents back-to-back, Betty Morgan and Clayton Wilcox. I mean, how does – first of all, how does Washington County luck out? Well, I mean – Is it it the trend? Is it a search team that does it, or is it that – 
I mean, you can you can make the case that the board members in 2011, which I would say is the most important and fundamental responsibility of a board of education member, is hiring and or firing in some cases a superintendent. Well, I know in 2011, uh, MABE was included. They did the, the executive search. Exactly. Uh, so you know, having the Maryland Association of Board of Education doing that search is the, the the big thumbs up there they they landed clayton for us right okay they identified him and it fit at the right right time in clayton's career that he was looking to get out of working for scholastic and then venture back into public ed- education yeah. so it was a, a win he we also had a premier education system because of what betty morgan had accomplished yeah um now the concern that I have, and Ryan, maybe you can speak to it. I know we talked before we went on air, is with Dr. Wilcox leaving at, at this time, we're starting a process that can't be rushed. We can't have a knee-jerk reaction to it and take the first name that comes across the desk. No, and that – no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, but where we're headed is we could be without a full, true superintendent unless we promote from within – be without a, a superintendent into the 2017-18 school year. So you're looking at potentially that happening. That's that's a very likely scenario. 18 months. I, I would think so, and Clayton had made it known yesterday that March is probably his cutoff date. Right. Um, and so that's great. He can – and he, as he intimated yesterday to the other news media is that he is – going to see through this budget process. That's his responsibility, mm-hmm. and that's one of the most key functions of budget time in any governmental entity is very important, as we understand it. Um, so, But I wanted to bring this quickly back to a column that Tim Rowland wrote, and I remember I printed this column out. I still have it. Um, Tim Rowland is a columnist for the Herald-Mail, a, a wonderful guy, very intelligent, and gets Washington County. He understands the dynamics, and um, he wrote a column way back in October of 2014, and I was – actually, that was during the heat of this camp- campaign, my right? campaign, um, and he said – and the title of his column was The Inferiority Complex Has Slowed Progress, and he was referring, of course, to Washington County, and he opened his column saying that all communities develop their own pathologies that explain their successes and failures, that they might cater to a particular group or mindset. Some talents and skills might be valued over others. History and culture will play a part. It would be difficult, for example, to explain Lancaster, Pennsylvania without understanding the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, And then he said that Washington County has its own strengths and weaknesses, but one characteristic that stands out is its aversion to success. And then on down in the column, Rowan went on to write that Washington County Board of Education – or excuse me, the school board has has caught lightning and a bottle now twice, first with Morgan and then with Superintendent Clayton Wilcox, who is built on Morgan's reputation. He is preparing the county for the time when classes are attended online, not in expensive brick-and-mortar schools. He moved the administration out of its embarrassing central offices, making a savvy land deal in the process. Beyond that, Rowan wrote, our educational leaders, Wilcox and Hagerstown Community College, President Guy Altieri and their boards have become our most successful economic development leaders. HCC is helping the county create biotech and a biotech industrial park at Robinwood. And so 
Roland went on to talk about how that we're bringing change to downtown, right? Right. Well, through the Barbara Ingram School for the Arts, which is indisputably one of the best schools now in the state of Maryland, like nationally right. ranked for its creative, innovative approach. And, of course, that was a, a project that Betty Morgan had first started right? and went, and then came into fruition really in its core um, right after Dr. Wilcox had first started. And since then, it has blossomed into one of the absolute gems of Washington County and for downtown Hagerstown. And so Rowan went on to talk about that, you know, that building on the success of the Barbara Ingram School with plans for a downtown educational hub that will connect the arts school to the Maryland Theater, benefiting the students, the city, and saving the taxpayers millions of dollars over a cost of a new high school. Exactly. Um, and he said, yet in typical Washington County fashion, limited vision and narrow interest are threatening what should be an exciting time for education and economic development. And so here's a, a little shout out to you'll, you'll like this. Three candidates for school board, Jacqueline Fisher, Ryan Miner, and Peter Perini have expressed their enthusiastic support of Wilcox and his vision for, this, for the future. The other three, Mike Gesford, Karen Harshman, and Stan Stauffer, have not, feeding speculation that they might want to send packing one more talented person and find a different superintendent who will throw a bigger bone to the teachers' union. And so he said no one denies the importance of teachers to the system, and no one denies a candidate's right to place special interests. Um, and then Roland went on to say at the very conclusion of his column, a one-time sugar fix always feels good temporarily, but smart teachers and smart citizens alike will realize that real success and sustained enrichment is achieved only when the county moves ahead as a whole. As it stands, we have a leadership in place that could achieve this. It will be our choice next month to either hold on to one of our best and brightest or regress to mediocre mean. Tim Rowland is I, – I, I don't know if he is. He had uh, a crystal ball back in 2014. He had a crystal ball of exactly what is taking place today. I, I mean, I don't. I, I think he might be telepath, or I don't want to say telepath. What's the word, Henry? Um, he might. This is foreshadowing, right? Into what has actually happened. Tim Rowland wrote it in 2014 during the heat of, in the midst of the election. Everything has come true. Unfortunately, Stan Stauffer was elected to the school board. And he ran again, and under the direction of Mike Gesford and Karen Harshman. And as you remember, they ran it as a slate in 2014. Yeah. Now they'll deny that, but they ran as a slate. I mean, their their names were connected together, their signs were 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 placed together. They were out campaigning. And, and uh, let's be fair. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But but well, at the, but at the same point, uh, now that we have the three of them uh, currently and Melissa Williams, we know where the balance. The balance has has, has teetered has a little bit. Yeah, and you know part of what's going to transpire is how is the Karen Harshman disposition going to go? Right. Uh, but that, but that not, could change the balance back, possibly. And two points to piggyback off in 2014, you and I both remember Stan Stauffer really came out strong against Clayton Wilcox. Yeah, he has said that he would want to get rid of him. He doesn't agree with his vision. Uh, yeah, he played the uh, the union line and really went out to to sort of bash Clayton. Now he didn't do it as um, I want to say as explicit in at, during these forums, but we knew it. We saw him at the forums. We've heard from several people who have told us that this is a guy who openly bashed Clayton Wilcox, 
and it's always funny, these former teachers, and I'm not bashing former teachers because there are some really good ones like Jackie Fisher, who's on the school board now, and Wayne Reidenauer, um, who go on and become successful board of education members with a vision. But these former teachers who always think that they invariably know how to better run the school system than the guy like Clayton Wilcox, who has actual management experience. And what has what Sam well, Stauffer ever managed? Well, this is where I get, get where I was leading into when we started to yeah. talk is, you know, real world versus um, and no offense to our teachers out there. It's a different environment. When you're in a school system, you're dealing with students, you're managing, you're managing a classroom and multiple classes through the day and doing grades and doing lesson plans. But that's different than managing a school system of 22,000 students. That's different than managing, uh, what do we have, about uh, 5,000 employees within the school system? Um, something around that. I, I don't know the exact figure, and we're, I don't want to misquote, but – Roughly, and you know, eighteen, nineteen hundred teachers. Right, and you know, they are are they compensated decently? Yes, could they be compensated better? We would hope that they could be, but without seeing the detailed breakdown, I don't know where we're at currently on the finances. But uh, all of our employees do, in the county school system deserve to be taken care of. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little concerned with where we're going now that there are a lot of teacher union uh, influences there, and that's not a, a, a slap against the teacher union. Um, but we have a very heavy influence on, of that on the current school board, and um, I want to make sure that they're independent thinkers, that they make the decisions that's not necessarily just best for the union but best for our community. Well, the new school board is definitely probably one of the reasons why Clayton had to look for or I don't say had well, to, but began to look for opportunities. Look, on election night, when Donna Brightman lost her bit, her seat, um, she was the president of the board. Mm-hmm. And Donna Brightman is a, a strong leader with a personality that is also emphatic and strong. And she had a, a different vision than, I guess, the community wanted. Well, I mean, I, I have not spoken directly with Clayton since this has taken place. Uh, I just – passed on, you know, via a message to him, you know, congratulations. But what what I could see is potentially the Charlotte Mecklenburg school district, uh, you know, school system keeping an eye on what was going taking place at some key candidates and maybe Clayton didn't reach out. They may have reached to him saying, "Hey, maybe things didn't come out yeah. the, the way you wanted." And that's exactly what I mean, he he found out about the job through uh, somebody else right. and I mean so someone reached out to him and said, what do you think? Yeah. H- Henry, if you were the superintendent of the public school system, you know, in a similar vein as Clayton Wilcox, and you were facing this board, you, you know, look at it. You have well, what if, uh, Williams not, and Stauffer. Well, let's, let's not uh, name respective okay. people. Okay. All right. But let's be fair. Let's look at what has taken place in the school board over the last couple of years and the composure of the school board oh. now. Uh, and then say you're a double A, triple A school superintendent. Yeah. Okay. You, you're the cream of the crop. Uh, Washington County is willing to pay you a quarter million dollars to come in and take over the system, which is that's more than what Dr. Wilcox is making right. at, at this current point. They're willing to do that. Would Hagerstown be your destination? Um. It's a great question. I mean, I, I I would unfairly have to say that I love my community, but I'll, I, 
But if you didn't know Hagerstown from Charlotte right. or Baton Rouge or Pinellas County, okay? And what would you see if you saw – if you you know read, read stories about it recently? Because any person in that capacity is going to do due diligence. Yeah. Well, and here's another question. You know, in, in the superintendent courting process, when they bring in – I mean it's – they really roll out the, you know, right. it's we're courting this guy who is a visionary, a true leader, has been in three different places. Then they meet with community leaders, right? Mm-hmm. They they get a, a pretty solid and foundational clue as to how the community interacts. And right. look, coming from the Hagerstown Rotary Club, of which I was a, I'm a former member because I I no longer attend the meetings, and you were Henry House. We're talking with another big wig here that he's slated to be the future president. Who in Rotary we really emphasized, and by the way, we should mention that incidentally, Clayton Wilcox is a member of the Hagerstown. Well, he was a member, or was a member, but, but he he was honest with us. He said, "Listen, my job comes first. Yeah, I need to be there for the school system, right? And not." Uh, but what I was what I was getting at, Henry, is that you know you have the Rotary sort of community business minded individuals who place a high emphasis on literacy. Right. We are involved in the public school system. And we pass well, out dictionaries. Yes. And we have a much different concept than let's say some of the county commissioners do that are more political and they are you know, I just think that if they bring a new superintendent, you know, whoever the finalists are for the candidates and they go out to dinner and I hope that they take them to some place like twenty eight South or um Airport well, in, or no? We can't take him downtown because Karen Harshman says it's not safe. Well, and she won't walk from one block to the next because, as you know, when she grew up on in, in downtown Hagerstown, it used to be safe. And uh, you know, and I, a shout out to Hagerstown, it is a safe place to walk. Yeah, if you're listening, it is a wonderful. It is a it is a community with incredible promise. Except that promise is being stymied by people who have a backwards vision. Clayton Wilcox has a forward-thinking vision. We are still stuck in an era where it's a good old boy network of of people running this county. Look who's running the county. You have well it, look at the people that are in leadership positions and look at where their grand vision. People like Terry Baker don't have a grand vision for this community. And I'm not trying to single out I like Terry, but I this is a guy who has spent his entire life in Washington County that hasn't been out much who has been a teacher in the school system, and this is a guy that doesn't think about big picture. Terry is very conservative in his beliefs. And he's a nice guy. And with his spending. Now, you know, to digress from that, I know someone who was just interviewed for a school superintendent position wound up getting the job. It was a day long. It was a day long interview process. I'm sure. So let's think about the people who are going to represent us to potential candidates. (laughs) Okay. You, needless to say, you've said enough. Ah, well, uh, I mean, and if they were brought in and they would see that, I mean, imagine had county former acting county commissioner Woody Spong sitting on the county commissioner board. Boy, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What kind of education do you have? Well, Sorry, I, I, but you, but that's the mentality. Is they look at somebody like Clayton and they say, oh, well, he's. He, you know, I, I think he, it's unfair to characterize the entire board that way. No, I'm not characterizing. Uh, okay, it. I mean you have Leroy Myers, who you know is past delegate. He's sitting county commissioner. Oh, Leroy's great. Barr. Leroy and John are great. Okay, um, Wayne Kiefer. Uh, and I, Wayne Kiefer is great. Um, 
you know, Terry Baker, there, there are good pluses. Are we Terry. missing anybody? And there's an uh, individual from Williamsport who, um, you know, I, I think he has the best interest of, of the county at his heart. But, again, I can't judge him because I don't know him well enough to, to make any comments on it. Uh, but then our current school board, how much experience do they have in doing a true interview to, yeah. uh, you know, saying, well, these are the problems that we see and this is where we need to go. And that's really where I'm going to leave all that. It's, it's, it's hard to picture what they want. I mean, do they – and look, do they want to Boyd Michaels? And Boyd, it, 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 would Boyd be fine for this community? Sure. It, has he served in other – yeah, I mean, this is a former Marine. This is a guy that is a – would be by the books. Is he a grand visionary? This is nothing – this is not a knock against Boyd, but no. Um, I, I mean, I like Boyd. He's a great guy. Would 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 or would they look outside of the school system and find that someone who more bodes well with the interest of, let's say, Harshman, Williams, and Stauffer? Or do you think they're looking for someone that Gasford. that perfectly aligns with them, or do you think they're looking for someone that is pliable that they can yeah. mold into what they want to make into the superintendent well, to rubber stamp their agenda? Henry, that's a great question. Would they be wanting someone that will be okay with them mingling into the operational duties of the school system? Now, remember, when we both talked to Clayton, it was a, you know, he said, listen, the school board has one employee. That's right. The one employee, it's and him. that's me. That's him. And that's, if you have an issue with anyone on my staff, then you come to me, and I will make sure that that issue, if you need information, come to me, and I will get the information sent back to you. And that's the way the system works. And I mean, I just I can imagine here when, when they bring in a, a candidate, right, for the finalist position, and they'll narrow it down. They will, right, it'll probably be two or three candidates. Yes, and you know, God only knows where they're going to come from. And anybody who's a finalist for this job has to understand what they are getting themselves into. And think about it. If you were to sit in front of Mike Gesford, who cl- committed a clear ethical violation, who should not even be on the board, in my strongest of opinions, okay. who I think should have resigned after he was caught literally red-handed, cashing checks, and making money off of being a board member. If you were to sit before them, and if you were to walk in front of Karen Harshman, who is very likely, very likely to be – the next uh, the, I mean she it's it's highly likely that she could be removed yeah. as a school board member. Of course. Um and that's pending that the current board, which they said that they are going to, you know, right. endorse that decision and uh, bye bye, current board continues to pursue uh the proper actions and recourse. And if you were to sit before Melissa Williams, who hasn't had a I would say a inspiring thought since 1967. You know, I, I've sat I've sat at a table with Melissa Williams and Stan Stauffer when oh god, my, Stan Stauffer. My, my, my Rotary Club. We we had the Board of Ed candidates come to speak, and I <laughs> sat at a table with with them, and they're they're very pleasant to talk to. No, they're not. No, I, I'll be fair. They're very pleasant to talk to. I I think they truly do have a passion and spirit to serve the community. It's a different passion and spirit than maybe what I have. Um, well, well, a different direction. And I don't necessarily embrace it. 
Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying to I, stay on the fence on this because well, – And I'm a different personality. We're, I mean as much as we agree on many things, Henry, I, I have been very hard charging against some of these people, and they have a different person, impression of me, and that has filtered over into uh, some of the very nasty – um, and, and, and I understand that factions and, and, you know, like like the same issue we have with this presidential of people say, well, he's not my president. Yeah. Well, you didn't accept yeah. the previous president. Listen, there are a duly elected board, yeah. whether we like it or we don't like it. Right. We have to support them. Um, but what I'm going to encourage anyone who's listening to this, if you have a true passion about what's going on in Washington County school system, about what Dr. Wilcox has initiated, the direction that's going, whether you're pro or Against it, yeah. Uh, please reach out to the current board members. Attend the board meeting, right? And don't. Sh- and and here's another important key to remember. And and if you listen to this important show, and we think it's important, and for anybody that are willing to to be the next superintendent, and by God, I will make sure that we get this into the hands of them. Don't show up to Republican club meetings and get your opinion rooted in what they have to say. Or the goofy people of the Tea Party, or some of these complete back-ass clowns that serve in this county in some sort of minute leadership role. And I'm sorry, I'm very, I'm very serious about this. The people that want to see Clayton Wilcox go, like the Dottie Grillers of, of of this county, you know, who runs this this parents website that is ridiculous, who is who thinks that she is passing under the guise of fairness, whereas she's really just a hack for people like Melissa Williams and Karen Harshman and Stan Stauffer. She's nothing more than a little groupie, a toady for them. Don't base your opinions off some of the loudest voices that speak out against. Get to know the community. If you're the incoming superintendent, get to know the real progress. The people from the Rotary Clubs, the people who are actually involved in the community that go out and do the charitable work, that go out and make Washington County and the city of Hagerstown what it really is. Talk to Dave Geisberts. Talk to Bob Rucci. Talk to people like Emily Keller and Lou Metzner. Talk to different facets of you know people down in Boonesboro in South County and all the way up in Hancock. Talk to the community leaders. Those people, they will tell you the job that Clayton Wilcox has done. Look at look at Facebook conversation thread, and I won't mention a name, but look at the thread of people who have done so much for this community and their remarks about Clayton versus the naysayers. Well, you know, the, the, the challenge that Clayton, I thought, succeeded at uh, as he was apolitical. You, you didn't know whether he was a Democrat or a Republican, and actually it didn't make any difference. And really, when you serve on the school board, we it's done for that purpose of not having it by party. Right. So, you know, you have to give Clayton credit there. Yeah. That you know, as he served, I didn't know where where his polit- he never had a public political stance. I could yeah, tell. Yeah, I don't care. It, it, but he was all in for the students, and that's yeah. what that's what we're after is someone who's all in for the students. And I'm not, you know, you, you, you're a little more harsher with the uh, little club yeah. that we have in the community. And the reason I, I why is because, you know, as being a target by one of them who have inco- incorrectly characterized me, and fine, they, they know that I've, I've, I've written about them, I have come out strongly against them, but the reason why I feel that way is because they keep proving me right. 
Well, I mean, I understand where, you, where where you're coming from. At the same point, you know, I live here, and I have yeah. to respect the services and that I know, they do. And I don't mean to put you in a bad spot, Henry. And, you know, I, I think they, they earnestly, they tried to go out and do good, even if I don't agree with them. I like to think that they sought an office for the best of, of intentions and for community service. I agree that they may have good intentions, but they don't have to be our intentions. Right. No, okay. and, and if exactly. We, I mean, and if we disagree with what their intentions are, then we need to not, make our voice heard. Right. But I'm not saying that up. they're bad people. No. I'm saying that I think that they have a vision that's limited to only what they know. I, I mean, where we probably agree is when there are violations of, of things. Okay. The ethics violations with Mike Gesford, uh, the Facebook posting of Karen Harshman. Okay. Those are, are things that I think. As a community, as a whole, we can agree that's not someone we want representing us. No, and but but when you bring in a candidate, you're going to have a Mike Gesford and Karen Harshman sitting at the table, and well, maybe Karen Harshman, which you right. know, if if the balance tips back, and the commissioners, and we talked about this, right. if the commissioners have an opportunity, if she's thrown off, and hopefully she will. I mean, she has a scumbag attorney. Um, she has she is not helping her case whatsoever when she actually voted for her own resolution to go to the state board to be kicked off. Well, I understand because she thought she couldn't get a fair representation at the right. local board well, because, it, I, I mean, the, the way the numbers come down. I understand that. Um, but let's let's say there is no Karen Harshman. Yeah. Okay. And the governor ultimately decides who will fulfill who that Who would role. be that consensus choice? To well, me, we we both agreed. To, to me and you, I, I think Al Martin – and the reason why I say Al Martin is what did Al Martin used to do prior to – Well, he was, the, he was the controller for 30 years for the city of Hagerstown. So he knows something about looking at balance sheets and budgets and, budgets and finances and maximizing the dollar of the tax fare. Right. I mean you're not going to – I mean his eyes aren't going to glaze over when they talk about – complex budgetary issues, and not to mention he's actually on that committee uh, that makes the recommendations to the board. I mean you have I, – I just remember watching Mike Gesford, Karen Harshman, and Melissa Williams, and I watched them I mean, when, when these budget discussions were happening. They looked like – and I'm trying to make this comparison. They looked like – you know, what was the old saying from – Larry Moe and Curly. Uh, Curly from the Three Stooges when he said, you know, I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. That's what they look like. Like They have no concept of finance. But they haven't been exposed to it. Well, and they don't want to be. Well, that, that, if they made the investment to learn about it, okay, I would give them kudos for that. But I don't feel that they have made that investment, even with the you know, duration of Karen Harshman's service to the community. Um, you know, picking up finance is not something that you do overnight. It's hard. I mean, really, it is. But if you're a board of education member, you should have a base level of understanding of how these complex budgets work and how you should interpret that. And you should be able to go line by line and understand what this massive budget in this governmental entity means. Justin Hardings was a pro at it. Donna Brightman was a pro at it. Well, you know. The budget is extremely complex. It's, it doesn't boil down to two or three pages of summary. You, you know, you, is, you flip back and there, there might be 10, 20 pages worth of detail for one line item. Henry, Mike Gasford literally wanted to get rid of crossing guards because he thought it would be a fiscally prudent budget 
slashing expense. Well, we could just put you know little flashing things around the kids' arms so people know when they go to step out into the intersection to avoid them. I mean, they look at these small, piddly ass little items, and I, I, I don't. I I'm sorry, that is not politically correct. Our crossing guards are an important. They're function. a safety function. Absolutely, I mean, and they are a an absolutely vital. I mean, integral portion of our school system. What I'm saying is that they really don't understand what the budget process means, and then they pick and choose. I mean, you had Mike Gesford literally saying, uh, what, last year, two years ago, let's get rid of crossing guards. Crossing guards! Well, then they look at, oh, well, why can't we take money out of this without realizing that if we don't support a certain category at a given level, right? then we could lose out on federal money right. that pays for a substantial portion of that. So what happens what happens next? What what's the as far as you know, when Clayton leaves, there's gonna be a void that is going to be almost unfillable. Well, i mean, one, I you know, I feel obviously that Boyd Michael certainly should be the one that's elevated to interim superintendent. Of um, and he's earned that. I he, he's earned that, and I'm not sure whether he, that's something that he wants or desires to be a full-time superintendent. And if he does, he deserves the right to be included in the conversation. Yeah. But the real problem that we, we face is Boyd, Boyd Micah already has a full plate of duties. Yes. And all now we have a trickle-down domino effect that as he has to assume the roles that Dr. Wilcox did. You know, here's another thing. Could Dr. Wilcox – in, in leaving, if I were him, I would and, – and his staff, let me tell you something. His staff are A-plus. I have never met people more dedicated to the service of the public in education. And look, these people are not paid nearly as much as they, they, are, they are worth. His, his people, his immediate people – and maybe I'll – I mean I'll, I'll mention a few names. I don't know these people very personally, but I can tell you that people like Lara Francesco, one smart person. Richard Wright, mm -hmm. this is a guy who is so creative and absolutely responsive to the public needs. Jamie Hayde, another absolutely wonderful person. And like I said, I don't know these people very well, but I know what they have done. Right. Um, and you look at other people, Tony Trotta. If I were if I were Clayton Wilcox, I would say, hey, guys, I'm going to Charlotte. It's warmer. It has more – the school system is 147,000 people. Look what we have done in Washington County and have accomplished in five and a half years. Think about if you come with me, what we could do. Now, I know it's uprooting How family. How many were there before Wilcox came in? Um, yeah, no, okay. I mean, I see your point. I, and I you know, your how point. many actually have ties to the community, either that they grew up in the community or they have kids that are in our school system in the right. community? It's, it's not the right time to move. But what – the first task that we have is we need to create a, a job profile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, job number one: uh, be Clayton Wilcox. We don't have I to just, have another. We don't have to have another Clayton Wilcox. We need someone to be themselves. So, but we have to determine what qualities we want in the next superintendent. We have to put that together and be effective in communicating that. Right. Job number two: identify who's going to assist in leading this role. Hopefully, maybe will be the resource that we'll use. It worked well in the past for us. Job number three, start to whittle these candidates down and then have a serious in-depth interview to see what their focus is. And I'm not worried about their focus for what the next budget year is 
or what the next two or three years are. I'm worried about where they want to see our school system uh, for the next generation of students, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, because the work that Clayton has done has put us in a position for 10 or 15 years down the road. Right. So that's the type of vision that we need. We don't need to be reactive to today. We need to be proactive for tomorrow. I mean, if, if Boyd Michaels applies for the interim job, I mean, would they w- – could he actually do it? I mean, would that be – I mean, his responsibilities are so far-reaching already, and you mentioned an important point earlier. Would – you know, I, I don't believe – I mean, last time when I think he applied as well, could that – Well, it's a I mean, little bit different now. You know, they're, they're, they're also look – they have some check boxes that they need to – okay, do you right. have a certain degree? He's fulfilled that, well, in, yeah, that I, in that period of time. Of course. So he, he has the experience and the pedigree to serve at minimum as interim. And I would certainly think that because of his knowledge and experience, he should have a serious consideration as a full-time. Is he the right fit? I don't know. I don't know Boyd much. Uh, and it's unfair for us to, to make any presumption or cast any judgment. Look, we're – we're not going to be behind that closed door discussion when they they truck in the candidates and decide on who they ultimately will choose. But let me tell you what, you're going to have Henry and I. We're going to we're going to follow this process closely, and hopefully, we're going to update you on what happens. And when they bring in the the candidates, I mean, I, I would love for them to to come on our sh- the show. And well, we could interview them. We could say, you know, maybe we what we could do is rent a billboard out in front of WCPS, you know, CES <laughs> facility. And yeah. Say, okay. Look up this information. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's going to be a, a trek in, in and of itself is introducing the candidates that they select to the community and making a hard sell. Because look, it's not only the candidates making a sell, it's the, they have to be comfortable with this community and they have to understand what they are getting themselves into. Mm -hmm. They really have to understand that while this community has incredible promise, they may receive very emphatic and, um, and, 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 and vigorous pushback from certain elements of this community who cannot embrace change. I mean, Henry, the people who did not embrace Clayton, what do they want? What is it that they want? I wish I could answer. Well, I mean, one one thing is they, they, they want to see less spending of tax dollars on infrastructure. Okay? I, I think that's probably okay. a safe bet. Okay? They, they, they weren't on board with the downtown development. I think that ultimately led to impacting the election cycle this time. And also, you know, the vision, because, you know, we had the, the little tip that went on with uh, Donna Brightman and what, you know, in a Interim County Commissioner. Donna Brightman was right, though, and and she came out strong during the campaign. And I remember during a forum, she said something that um, rings so true today. One more vote. One more vote. In fact, Mike Gesford, mm-hmm. in an email, it was discovered, and during a board meeting, this is – widely documented, and this is a story told over and over again, that he said, one more vote, and you're, you know, we got control of the board. And it is now switched. Well, they have that vote. And whether it's temporary, if Karen Harshman is removed, it could no longer be temporary. It could wind up being three, three, and one, because we don't know where the other 
candidates going right. to position themselves. And that's fair, but the politics in the county have really, I would believe, influenced Clayton's decision to, to leave. He has a sure thing coming up, and he can do great things in Charlotte, um, but had it gone another direction, meaning the election, would he have stayed around? And I think the answer is, had Donna Brightman been elected, right. re-elected, would have been a much different conversation. We wouldn't be well, having this conversation, I, in it, my it, humble opinion. I think potentially, but there, there's something that stuck in my mind. I was reading an article from uh, Pinellas County when he served down there. Yeah. And oh, God, he had a horrible board member down there. But it was an interview with his mother. Ah, yeah. Okay, and his mother's quote was, Clayton loves a challenge. As long as he's being challenged, his vision will live up to that challenge. Or something, you know, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he, he wants to be challenged where he's at. Right. So I, maybe he's looking at, uh, you know, Chicago Mettlenburg because sure. it's a far greater challenge to him now than what WCPS is. Because it's... And with the pushback that he has received from people who don't really understand the function of his job, would you say, well, maybe I'll stick around to continue to get beat up by a community who really doesn't respect what I'm doing here and doesn't have the same philosophy as I have, or I could go to a new school and and implement a, a vision that will they'll be more receptive to. And I don't know about you, but I know for myself – I've had a boss who I didn't exactly see eye to eye with, right. you know, on a daily basis. And the board of education is Clayton's boss. Right. Um, it makes it tough going into work day after day yeah. when you know it's nitpicky. Oh, okay. It, the it, meetings, it, it, the, the the exchanges in email. I mean, the last year, Henry, would you agree that it, it's been very intense? Um, the relationships have deteriorated. And, I mean, imagine the closed sessions, discussions. You have Karen Harshman, who would be – is it just an absolute nightmare to work with? And she has really made Clayton's life mis- a, a living hell. Well, the only thing we have to do is take the, take the snapshot of her Facebook post and the end result, which is there was no credibility to it. It was massive tax dollars spent, and she wouldn't work with Dr. Wilcox yeah. – she wouldn't work even with the police department and gave the information to the Herald Mail. Yeah. And the Herald Mail turned the information over to the police department, which, of course, I mean, we're operating. I mean, we're, we're operating with someone who doesn't have a full bag of tools here. I mean, this is somebody who is seriously sick and demented to make such a, a bold-faced accusation and then un, unable to substantiate it and unwilling to do it. And when she violated the superintendent's contract, not only that – by refusing to give him the names and then to fail to apologize and then blame it on politics, this is a sick person. This is someone well, that is, I believe, to be a sincerely corrupted, uh, disgusting person that I would not want to entrust my children under her directional authority. All of us have hit the enter button on a Facebook post and then oh, regret yeah. Okay. I've done it and, and, many times. You know, yes, the allegations she, she made was <laughs> just kidding. Some days you do. Um, <laughs> but the allegations that she made, while they were grievous and a burden to the school system to research, if she would have said, listen, I was hasty in making that comment, there would have been a lot of blow on it. Yeah. And I'll push on it, yeah. but it would have gone away. Would it have saved her? I think it could have. 
I, well, and we're speaking like it's already happened when we don't know the decision, but had she apologized and come out and talked to the media like a normal person would, and as an elected official, she has a responsibility to talk to the press, especially during damage control. And what she could have said, Henry, is I reflected on this post, and after much introspection, I realized how how incredibly diff- – I, I would say how incredibly poor choice of words that I made. I am sorry. I did not mean that. It was not something that I meant to for this to go viral. I apologize for this to the school system and to any of anybody that I have upset. And with that, maybe she would have gotten a little smack on the wrist or publicly censured. And, and you know, all that would be fine. We wouldn't be talking about this now. Yeah, but uh, we are talking about it, and I think this plays into part of the reason why. Dr. Wilcox has accepted a new position. Okay, so with Dr. Wilcox uh, potentially leaving in March, yeah. which is what okay. about tentative uh, date, where what do you think the what do you feel is the right fit? What qualities in a future leader of superintendent of schools do you think Washington County needs? Well, first, I think I think you have to look at it from a three prong situation. They have to first understand the the goals of our community what what it is from community leaders and the school board that they cannot be articulated effectively well i think it could be if they are if they are interested in meeting with all all parties involved so they first have to understand what the goals are of the school system and secondly they have to understand what the teachers i mean that's a major contingent is the teacher's direction where the community is going with that respect, they have to understand what, how we operate with the state, uh, the curriculum, the special projects, and really understand what the community wants from them. And if they have a separate vision, then it wouldn't be the right fit. Now, if the school board decides, and they have the, the narrow majority, that they want somebody that is not going to be a forward thinker, that they're going to be more um, – I guess focus on um, – I, I, I don't know because Clayton Wilcox set the bar so high with such visionary projects. But if they really want to focus on the brick and mortar, if they want to make, they want to make friends with the association, then that's what they want to focus on. But if I were a school board member sitting in that room and I had a series of questions, I would say, tell me five things that you want to implement, knowing what you know about the community, tell me what your goals are, how you're going to achieve them, and most importantly, what Clayton did so well is he made decisions based upon data. How are you going to collect data that we need to make informed decisions about where we want to move the school system? Okay, but I'm throwing you a split-finger curveball. Okay. Federal Department of Education. Yes. The potential nominee to serve as in that role. Mm-hmm. If Common Core is eliminated, if yeah. the the promise of reducing the Department of Education is right. addressed or eliminated, how much more does that impact the decision that we're going to make with someone who is green coming into this school system versus someone who has been around the school system for well, five, six years? Well, of course, we never like that top-down, trickle-down federal government mandate intrusion into our school system, and I'm a huge believer and proponent of local control. But 
There's, it changes the economic dynamic. Yeah. It changes the relationship you have with teachers right. and staff. Right. It changes how we get a textbook into a student's hand. Yeah. So and it's going to change in the instructional, and it's going to change how how our classrooms are organized, and it's going to change pretty much. I would say the operate. Operational, and this potentially is three years down the road because it's going to take a year or two to get up to speed and get your policy. Well, not only that, we need somebody that's going to be able to understand policy Mm -hmm. in a way that Clayton does, in a way that Betty Morgan did. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure whoever comes in will do that. I hope so. But uh, you know, we we have that challenge, and you know, Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's certainly a challenge. you know, as as we're wrapping up, I know it's been a long show, but this this show won't even begin to crack the the, the window of doing justice of well, what uh, could be said. You know, we'll be in touch with what's going on in the community as far sure. as the school board search progresses. And you know, I did reach out to several uh, school board candidates. Uh, actually, reached out to some other people involved within the school system. Uh, either past or present for some input for tonight, and they provided me some insight. Some people weren't able to get back to me, but I respect that it was short notice and trying to communicate to them. Right. Uh, so there will be more information. We'll just go from there. I um, And I just want to say that I'm, I'm so proud of Clayton's accomplishments. I believe that there will be an indelible mark left on this community from his leadership People admire him. I'm one of those people. I believe that he had a tough decision to make, and I think that he had to do what was best for his family, for himself, and to really use his talents in a way that will um, make a tangible effect on – I mean Charlotte's a big place. Well, I mean think about it. This, this is a place where people are gravitating towards. Mm-hmm. Our people, My son lives an hour out, outside of Charlotte. So. It's one of the fine, it's it's like one of the most important financial hubs in the country. It has highly educated workforce. It has um, not only that, it's still an industrial sort of community. And if we can inspire curiosity, creativity, and achievement under the direction of someone like Clayton Wilcox in that community. Imagine what kind of community it will be 10 or 15 years from now. And looking at Washington County, Henry, even Clayton's being here for five and a half years and doing what he has done, I pray to God that, he, that, that it's not – we're not going to go back in time or we're not going to go backwards. And I have hopes that the current Board of Education will understand that, and they may disagree with him, but they have to look at – with fairness, all of his accomplishments, I just hope that people were, are willing to move to Washington County for our great education system, for our workforce, for the relationship that we built with the state, and because it's a great place to live and to raise a family. But, Henry, do you see that happening? Well, first, a uh, quick shout-out. Clayton, um, we're going to miss you. You've been an asset to our community, and I wish you the best in Charlotte. Charlotte, you, you've stolen the a tremendous asset to Washington County. He's the bell of the ball, as they would say, <laughs> being down in the South. So he is he is one. I'm telling you, you are getting a rock star. You but, are getting a rock star. But on the serious issue of Washington County school system, um, we have a challenges ahead of us. Yeah. We, we, we need to be forthright. We need to take in community concerns. 
We need to be the education system that the state reflects upon as being the pillar. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we don't want to be a follower, and I think Clayton put us in that position to lead. I'm hoping whoever succeeds him has that same type of vision. And, you, you know, it's, you don't always have to agree, but you have to be willing to sit down at the table and talk to people. And, you know, even if you get up and you disagree, but you have to be able to work together at the end of the day. And whomever is chosen to replace Clayton Wilcox, um, it's important that we give them a fair shake. And it's going to be a void, but we have – this is what this all boils down to and why we do this and why Henry and I decided to run is that we want to improve the education system to prepare our students, our kids, your kids, everybody's kids for a 21st century experience. And the way that the world is moving uh, with technology um, and with the way that classrooms are shifting to smaller learning communities and the way that our education model is moving away from the traditional brick-and-mortar style school system, we have to prepare kids for career and college and I think that Clayton Wilcox was so effective in coming and combining those motivations and do and putting that into an effect. And look, um, we have to under people who have come into this school system underst- candidates that will be interviewed have to understand the type of community that we want and what we envision. And well, if they can bridge that gap, I, I hope that that's possible. One is we shouldn't panic. No, because, don't panic. Because everything will be okay. Twenty seventeen eighteen school year. That's that planning's already been done. Yeah. So, um, the fact that you probably won't have a permanent uh, superintendent hired until July first of twenty seventeen. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a long process. It's a long process to make sure you get somebody yeah. uh, right to fill the role. Uh, we have. Great people who are on Clayton staff that are still here. Oh, that yeah. will pick up the slack. Uh, Boyd Michael's one of them. Yeah. I hope he certainly gets the nod as uh, interim yeah. superintendent. Yeah. Carry on and follow what we're what course we have already set, and we can build from that. And please make your voices heard to those who are elected to represent you. If you if you have a passion for education, start show, show up to the board meetings, or if you can't do that, watch them on YouTube. Write your board of education members. Get involved with the PTA. Get involved in your education process because this is a community activity. It's not just the school system for eight hours a day that are educating your kids. This is a community. The entire community is rooting for the next person that comes in uh, to to be the superintendent of schools. And remember that these kids that are going to our schools are our future. Yeah. So we need to make this decision. This is what it's all. This is what it's all about. These kids are our future. And we can equip them the tools to learn in a 21st century environment, and that is what matters most, is giving these kids the opportunity to achieve success with the tools and support behind them. That's what a school system does. So with that, thank you, Clayton, for your time spent in Washington County. We will really miss you. Charlotte, you're getting a great – you're getting a gym. I wish you the best. Clayton, go out and do great things in this world. And to the incoming superintendent, I wish you the best as well. And to the Board of Education, please make this a deliberative process and use facts to make the decision and find the best person that fits with the needs of this community. So with that, Henry House, thanks for being part of this. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, with that, we wish you a great evening. And we probably won't be back on the air for a while, but happy holidays. 
Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and make this a great school year. Thank you. So was that Kim commenting that was